Hey everyone, before we start the show with Brooke, I just want to take a moment to thank you. I thank you for listening, and I can't thank you enough for the incredible messages of love and support that you've been sending over the last few days. I mean, the most beautiful, heartfelt, touching, powerful messages that I could ever imagine. Like I said on the previous episode, I'll miss recording with Katya on a regular basis. Uh, Nothing will ever be as special to me as those times were, and I am so incredibly grateful to have had that and to have worked with the best creative partner a person could ever 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 hope to work with and i'm sure dixie carter would say the very same thing and we'll have to find out from them when they come back to talk about their new book and the new show on riceland and of course thank you katya i love you and i'm so happy that you're happy and doing what you want to do and i also have to thank hot dog club because you know what hot dog club makes this show possible i am so thankful and honored to be part of the community that is Hot Dog Club because Hot Dog Club is populated with nothing but the most creative, intelligent, sweet, lovely, thoughtful people you could imagine. It's been such a privilege to meet as many of you as I've met and I can't wait to meet the rest of you. And for those of you not in Hot Dog Club, all you gotta do is go to patreon.com slash craigandfriends. On patreon.com slash craigandfriends, you can find the reward tiers. Now, here's what they are. For $5 a month, you get bonus episodes. And the bonus episodes are regular full-length episodes with me and all kinds of people talking about all kinds of things. For $7 a month, you get all of those bonus episodes plus the listener questions episodes. I love the listener questions episodes because essentially it's a conversation and you can ask anything. Friends who have appeared on the listener questions episodes of the past include Alaska, Miss Jasmine Masters, Bible Girl, Tracy Mardell. I mean, the list goes on. And the other thing is that when you do join Hot Dog Club, the entire archive is there for you. But, of course, that's not all. On the $10 tier, you get the bonus episodes, you get the listener questions episodes, and you get Movie Club! You may have heard the Suspiria Movie Club and all the other movie clubs, there's so many of them now, Body Double, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Steel Magnolias, or Stool Magnolias, as Katya dubbed it, the soon-to-be-released Outrageous Movie Club and This Is Spinal Tap Movie Clubs with Devin Green. Coming soon to Movie Club, Alaska Thunder Funds for Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Willem will be joining for two movie clubs, the first of which will be A Star is Born, the second title to be announced soon. Peaches Christ will also be doing two movie clubs, the first of which will be Heather's, the second title to be announced shortly. And the fabulous Jessica Harper will be coming back to my apartment to do the movie club for Shock Treatment, which will also feature Miss Tracy Mardell. Once again, that's patreon.com slash craigandfriends. So many fabulous things ahead, but you know what? Before we get into that, we gotta get into the show. A Russian ballerina stopping on a bureaucrat. A perky suburban housewife who just got into scats. It's whimsically volatile. Words are words. You know, I've never heard anything truer. I know, right? Yeah. True think- statement. <laughs> That's the cut to the chase Canadian wisdom mm-hmm. that we've been uh, waiting for on this show, <laughs> you know, because we've had Devin Green on, but I mean, she represents one type of Canadian. Yes. Yes. Is she ca- I didn't even know she was Canadian. She is Canadian. Yeah. Oh. She is from the outer reaches of, um, I'm drawing a blank now, but she is from a very, very rural area. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've never met her. I saw her at Willem's makeup launch the other day, but I didn't. I didn't want to go say hi because sometimes I get shy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, now, the shyness. Well, we'll get into that in a sec. Cause, mm-hmm. As you know, we like to give a proper intro yes. for our guests. <laughs> so The shy Canadian. <laughs> yeah. 
Dear listeners, get your Tim Hortons order together and your maple syrup board, because on this episode of Whimsically Volatile, we are increasing our Canadian content as I welcome Maxime Bernier's favorite performer. <laughs> a former principal ballerina from Les Ballets Trocadero de Monte Carlo, a one-time playmate at Nashville's Play Dance Bar, 2014's Miss Continental, my favorite Celine Dion impersonator, and the Queen of the North. That's right. Please welcome to the Whimsically Volatile Couch, the fabulous Brooke. Lynn Heights. Well, that was the best intro I've ever had. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's quite an honor. Thank it's you like very complete much. complete with music. Oh, absolutely. From the uh, Canadian series, Danger Bay. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. My parents are Canadian, so anytime oh, that fabulous. Canadian content can come up, uh, I'm very excited about so that. means about you're that. Canadian a little bit. I, I basically am, yeah. I um, spent a lot of, well, there was a lot of trips back and forth because mm-hmm. my dad has 11 siblings. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there was a lot of family events, you know, funerals, weddings. I remember meeting an entire table of cousins mm-hmm. that I don't remember. It was like Goodfellas, kind of, but Canadian. Yeah. Where in Canada? Uh, they're from Nova Scotia. Oh, East Coast people. <laughs> and you're from Toronto, but where were you born? Toronto. Oh, okay. I'm born yeah. and raised Toronto, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I saw an article that had something with an E on the front of it. Um, Etobicoke. It's like a oh, suburb. Oh, uh, okay. It's just outside of uh, the downtown core. So I've been to Toronto once. I was there for some event. Uh, just as a visitor and I, I was on Young Street which I was excited mm-hmm. to go to because yeah. I'm a big fan of SCTV yes. and they did a whole bit a long thing about going to Toronto did you, did you ever see that I'll send it to you no not. no I haven't it's like a funny thing about folks from the rural areas thinking about <laughs> in Toronto anything is possible you know, anything that kind of is thing. possible it's the big city and what's Young Street like for those who don't know Young Street has changed a lot it's really yeah. undergoing a facelift really? Young, yeah it used to be kind of um, for those who don't know Young Street is the longest I think it's actually the longest street in Canada. It's, oh, wow. It okay. goes and goes and goes. Yeah. Um, it's either Young Street or Bloor Street. But Young and, Street... And they're adjacent to each other, right? Yeah, Young and Bloor Cross. That's oh, kind okay, of like yeah. um, the beginning of uptown Toronto. Sure. Like the bougie area. Yeah. But Young Street itself has long been very like seedy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just, like kind of the red light district in a way. Sort of, yeah. It's just yeah. like a lot of like seedy like sex shops, lingerie shops. Sure. Um, little mom and pop shops. And... I left Toronto five years ago right. when I moved to the States and it's nuts how much it's changed. Like they've really? literally, they've literally torn down entire blocks oh, wow. of Young Street and like put up, made it like fancy and stuff. So it's becoming very gentrified. That's really surprising. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I think I, I was there maybe 15 years ago. So yeah. it's an old memory. And even then it just felt like, oh, this will never change. You know, sometimes you yeah. visit a place and it feels like that, but yeah. it's, I guess it's in, it's on pace with New York and other very places. Much so. yeah. I'm surprised actually it took them so long because it's yeah. like the main street in Toronto <laughs> and it was kind of, it was kind of dodgy and seedy, but I liked it. It was like a kind of like nice, it's like home. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's always weird when things like get torn down and like new things get put up and it just seems yeah. so heartless and cold. True. Especially like the seedy area because every mm-hmm. major city needs a quote unquote seedy area. You we know? still have some. Don't worry. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Good. LA they're, is still hanging on. Yeah. They're too. still, they're still there. Don't worry. <laughs> Am I right in thinking that you're moving to LA? Is that correct? I don't know. I'm toying with it oh my phone oh good that was your phone okay that's okay you can answer it if you want we can always uh no it's fine okay it's just my agent slash best friend um (laughs) (laughs) i've only i've only (laughs) sent him to voicemail five times today so he's gonna be thrilled with me if it Um, wasn't a best friend it would have been 10 times exactly um yeah i'm i I, so i live in nashville right now Mm. and i've been there for almost five years which is insane now what prompted the choice of nashville i that's a great question (laughs) it was not my choice Um, really so after i won miss continental i was living in toronto at the time mm-hmm. and uh, like i had to basically tour around the states for a year and sure. like f- fulfill all these responsibilities and um 
the owners of Play Dance Bar in Nashville came to Miss Continental because okay. they're big. They're, yeah. They go every year, and they were kind of scouting out new girls, and they saw me, mm-hmm. and they offered me a job. Thank God I've had two work visas to the States before, so I knew the whole game, and I was looking to get back into the States because sure. my long-term goal is obviously drag race. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do. I'll take the job, but you have to sponsor me for a work visa. Okay, because that's how it works, mm-hmm. right? You have to have, is it a company, or is it just a person that has to sponsor? A company, like okay. saying, like, we are employing this person. Gotcha, so yeah. So they employed me, and then, the, like, literally, like, three months after I got my work visa and I moved down, I started applying for my green card. Because oh, okay. that's what you need to be able to work just in the States. Sure. A green card is essentially you're an american citizen who can't vote and do you have that now i do have that how long did that take the green card um the the work visa because i knew what to do took about yeah, two months sure um and i also paid a lot of money <laughs> too much money it's and then, a very expensive proposition very oh yeah. my god it's, it's ridiculous i think total like getting back to the states like just so i could legally work here i spent probably 18 to twenty thousand dollars. oh man it's yeah. nuts and i didn't have to spend that much but I wanted a good lawyer and I was sure it's I, I, I didn't really expect to get a green card because mm-hmm. I was applying as a drag queen. <laughs> I was like, there's no way this is going to work. And it in, worked in Trump's America. And it yeah. wasn't Trump's America yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting my dates mixed yeah, up. This is, me. this is like 2015. So we were still good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the good old days. Yeah. The end of the glory of the golden age. Um, <laughs> and it's funny, too, because my parents, like I said, like I said, are Canadian. Mm-hmm. They came down here, lived without any kind of uh, papers or whatever. They just lived. You know, it was no problem and could travel back and forth freely at the border. Yeah. No pass passport nothing fucking 9-11 i know no it's true yeah right after that prior to that the the most intense interrogation you'd get is that they'd say now are you bringing any fresh fruit in and they were serious serious question one time i think they searched the car for fresh fruit (laughs) maybe for fresh fruit yeah looking to see if we had some granny smith i know (laughs) those days oh my god but yeah um so um i think the green card the green card process i want to say took maybe four or five months because it was a little bit it's basically like the work visa just you need more that was just stressful. Um, but I got it. And then I just stayed in Nashville. It's, uh, play was a great job. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, in terms of how drag jobs go. Yeah. It was like we had a big stage. We had our own dressing rooms. We got paychecks every two weeks. Oh, wow. The okay. tips were great. This is why all the queens talk about how wonderful play is. Play is it? wonderful. Yeah. It really is. And they're like, they was just, it was so great because the, they allowed me, they're very flexible with scheduling. Oh, so that's like great. I could, yeah. I could travel still. Yeah. It was great. Um, And I was there. Yeah. So I was there for four years and four and a bit. And then drag race happened. And as soon as the show was announced, I was like, bye. <laughs> Not just because. I was I was over like we did seven numbers a night and it was a lot of work and it was the same kind of mundane every day it felt like the same thing and sure and also being basically alive at night exactly only can kind of wear on you a little it can bit. it can wear on you for sure and I just I five years four years was the longest I've ever stayed anywhere in my entire adult life so sure. I was like I'm kind of like a I get I get that that itch <laughs> like sure, I need to travel yeah. I need to like do something else. <laughs> So, um, and I knew, I, and they knew as soon as like Drag Race started that I was going to be gone. So. Yeah. Yeah. What was the first time you went back to play after Drag Race? Because I was at, I got to see you at oh, the season 11 tour. Mm-hmm. I was in Nashville that week. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was really great. That was really great. <laughs> that, was, was a, that was a fun show. <laughs> that was really fun. Now, was that whole number with Silky singing and everyone doing a, a oh, sort my of God. Uh, bizarre? How would you describe that? Because there was a wonderful number where Silky sang uh, Killing Me Softly. Yeah. Silky, Silky's number on the season 11 show was Sil- Killing Me Softly. And 
<laughs> we would all just laugh because she would sing three words and then she would hold the the microphone to the audience <laughs> and they would they would do the rest of the work yeah, for her. Yeah. So it was like a sing and then she would just keep she would just keep repeating the song over and over and over again. <laughs> it did go on for a bit. Yeah. yeah. So the last night we were like we were all just like in a goofy mood. We we're all like let's we grab the entire craft services table <laughs> like cheese yeah. platters, fruit platters, <laughs> everything, and we just came out on stage and we were none of us were dressed. We were all in our literally like bare chested in our tights and we had a little picnic while Silky sang. And then I think me and Plastique went into the audience with trays of meat and cheese and like yes, served right. the audience yeah. while it was happening. It was really fun. It was I fun. love stuff like that. It was really great and unexpected. I have some video with that that'll oh, post go, when we oh, post this episode. Do. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. I've only seen a little bit. And then I think we wheeled Evie out in a trash can. Yes. And <laughs> it was it was a really, really, it was really fun. I don't think the audience knew what to do. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, no, it was really great. It, was it, it, it definitely felt like, oh, this isn't the, the normal procedure. No, it was not the normal procedure. It was the last show, so we were just like fucking around. How long was that tour? <laughs> it was broken up into parts. Um, uh-huh. I think we did about 12 shows total, or I did about 12 shows total. I wasn't on all of them. Um, So we did like six or seven, and then we took like a month break, and then mm-hmm. we came back and did the rest. And you'd already gotten pretty familiar with touring intensely from... Trocadero, yeah. Yeah, Trocadero, mm-hmm. right. And before we get back there, though, I just want to uh, get back to play. So I'm skipping uh, around on myself. So uh, what was it like the first time you went back to play after Trocadero? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, I, apparently, I broke the record for ticket sales. Fantastic, um, yeah. Um, so that was cool. It was sure. a really busy night. Um, yeah. It was, and it was fun because I, uh, I messaged Didi, who's the show director, because we do production numbers every night. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to do the production with you guys. Oh, that's great. It was the same productions we always, we've been doing forever. <laughs> so I already knew, I didn't have to rehearse them. Yeah, you had the steps. Yeah, yeah. so, and it, we didn't tell anybody. It was like a surprise. I came out oh, and the cool. audience lost their shit. It was yeah. really nice. I mean, those girls are like family. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a really cool experience getting to do that because like we you just really bond with people and mm-hmm. we all like for the, like obviously there's drama once in a while, but like well, for sure. the most part, we all got along really well. And it was like a really nice rapport. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. We all had our place and we knew our place and we knew how to re- interact with each other. It was mm-hmm. nice. And help everyone out to mm-hmm. do their best as well. Yeah. Uh, it also seems like because of the way that that place is run, you know, you can always tell with an organization from the top down. Oh, they're very affects, professional. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to see Naomi Smalls at play oh, yeah. that week too, which was great. So yeah. it was a nice full I week of drag her. stuff. Oh, she's, she's amazing. So pretty. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. And she's such a great performer. Too. Yeah. She really is. Yeah. Really, really good. You mentioned the drama uh, with the group of girls, but what would you say the, um, balance of drama is in a ballet company compared to uh that dancers are very dramatic people <laughs> what no <laughs> no we're very dramatic i know i think with ballet trocadero especially because it was all gay men it was all gay men who are, happened to be drag queens <laughs> right there was also there's every, everyone comes in with their ego and like <laughs> so there was there was drama in the ballet company too but i mean that's just expected any ballet company there's yeah, drama sure. and when you're stuck with people that long and like that'll a tour, do it. a tour yeah. bus or like in but fuck nowhere Europe for like three months and it's just going to happen. Yeah, every day seeing the same people. Exactly. Right. It's rare that you actually get along with everyone. Oh, totally. Yeah. Something like you never that. get along with everybody. Well, and that reminds me uh, also of how you got along rather well with Vanjie on, <laughs> on your season. And <laughs> that was a nice segue. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how you termed it a situationship. A situationship. Yeah. And, and also you mentioned that you basically like your freedom. I love my freedom, yeah. Yeah, and and that holds to all aspects, right? You're mm-hmm. talking about the job thing and also romantic situations. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just I've never had Vanjie was my first 
uh, relationship. Uh-huh. Um, and we dated for a couple months after we finished taping. Mm. And did you go to Aruba together? As you no, said I you still have not gone to Aruba. <laughs> I've I'm not gone to Paris. I haven't gone to Aruba. <laughs> the fuck, I don't have time, yeah, which is sure. lovely. But yeah, it just it's one of those things that just didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, uh, still good friends. Um, which still is the most them. important thing. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. That, that that's all that I really cared about is that. Because I, I really like him as a person. He's amazing. He's yeah. very sweet. He's a very kind, giving, um, loyal person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just didn't work out. And that's fine. And it's hard. It's hard talking about it because I don't really like talking about it because it's relationships are it's between two people. Of course. Yeah. And like there's. And I don't really I, I don't, want to pry into oh, no, any specifics. It's more that yeah. it's uh, an anomaly in the drag race it is, history. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But it was very sweet to see. It was really nice. I mean, like it was it was a really nice. It was like having a comfort blanket. Like like it's such a stressful thing to do. Yeah. And then you just had someone there you could kind of like lean on a little bit and like right. it was just really nice. Because we've I, seen sort of best friend pairs. Yeah. But never that before, which is just that plus another layer yeah and of course adding to the drama of the final lip sync yes of course it was made for good tv <laughs> you had a lot of great moments in the show but in terms of lip sync drama mm-hmm. you know the double chante mm-hmm. the least nervous i was every time on that show was when i had to lip sync mm-hmm. not because like just because i knew i was going to stay just because i was like well this is what i do so i can't right. i can't be nervous right now <laughs> like this is like the least this is what i do literally every fucking day so either it's gonna go good or it's gonna go bad but i'm just gonna this is what i like to do this is the part of drag i enjoy i love that you bring that up because uh we've talked about this on the show a few times people have attachments to their work mm-hmm. there's like a nervous attachment secure and there's avoidant right mm-hmm. and what you've described is kind of the secure one like basically this is what i do mm-hmm. i'm gonna go do it yeah. and it's either gonna go well or it's not gonna go well and that's that yeah like i was like before that double lip sync i was like <laughs> we were in untalked i was having a cocktail i didn't listen to my music once then they were all like <laughs> they're, they're, after like in my interview the next day they were like so like we noticed like you didn't like you weren't listening to music i was like no i literally do that song every weekend <laughs> what song was it again um Sorry, not sorry. Oh, good. I'm glad you took a moment to remember because I, like, I felt bad mm, for not remembering. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> I was like, I should know that song. <laughs> but yeah, it was just one of those, like, I was just relaxed about it. And like, I thought there was a chance I might not have to lip sync because of my runway because they liked mm-hmm. it so much. Sure, but and at it the was same a fabulous time, reveal. Thank you. You're welcome. But at the same time, I was like, I'm probably going to have to lip sync. <laughs> I mean, whatever. And the main reason for that, of course, is uh, mm. was uh, Snatch Game, which was amazing the best performance i've seen and uh, and and i bring that up not to goof on you but to, oh no to, it's to, fine i'm very aware <laughs> <laughs> well i like too that you made sport of that at uh, the first wives club you performance gotta laugh about it yeah you that's true have, like it's yeah. all it's it's like it's when people take themselves so seriously i'm like obviously it was bad it was like so bad it was good <laughs> it stands out for it sure. stands out yeah. like you you don't remember anybody else's snatch game but you're gonna fucking remember my snatch game <laughs> right it made the intro and i'm happy know? i did that at snatch game I really am. Like, if you look at that episode, like, it's all about we're here making good TV. That's very true. We're here for entertainment. And yeah, I was shitty at Snatch Game. And then I had, like, it was a great, I had such an arc that week. Like, like started out at the yeah. bottom and then, like, ended, like, with this amazing, with the, my, my runway was really cool. And then we had that great lip sync. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was such a cool, like, it was that, that was a huge episode for me. That was the episode for me. And in that episode, you talk, and also in the Untucked, you talk about feelings of anxiety mm-hmm. and perfectionism. Absolutely. 
let's talk about the anxiety mm-hmm. a little bit w- when do you remember that starting oh god like forever <laughs> i've always been an anxious person i've always yeah. been a person like fear of missing out like I, okay. i'm the youngest kid so i always like feel like i'm paying, playing catch-up i started dancing late so i played catch-up with that like my whole life i feel like i'm like two steps behind everybody sure now when you say late what is starting late like 15 dance? Oh, okay and yeah. what's like an early or regular age to start five <laughs> oh really okay five wow. six okay. like when you're yeah. like when you're when you're in your single digits for sure um and growing up in ballet i mean that's like the ultimate perfectionism art form like and it sucks because you're never perfect Mm -hmm. you never get it exactly right like right it's there's always something to improve on so it's this kind of like self flogging (laughs) thing you're kind of like try to give a ballet dancer a compliment it doesn't go very well (laughs) it's very like we we just are constantly down on ourselves down on ourselves and then I come from the pageant world as well, where it's right. the same kind of you reach for perfection and you want to look the best and all this stuff. So it's really it was really hard going on drag race because you just have to let all that go and you have to be an idiot and you have to be stupid. <laughs> and it's hard because I'm like, I must be perfect all the time. Sure. And it's just hard and to like show your weirdness and just like relax and just not be afraid to be an idiot. Right. It's really hard to do. And I've, I eventually got there. It just took me a long time. <laughs> now, did you also feel that you were late to drag because you started drag later than a lot of other performers? I didn't really start drag that much later. Like I started, okay. I started like experimenting with drag when I was like 18, 19. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Doing like um, amateur nights and stuff. And then I moved to South Africa for ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of put drag aside for a couple of years. And then I started with ballet Trocadero. And then I kind of picked it back up. But it wasn't, it was a different kind of drag. It was like stage, just like stage makeup drag. Sure. Like I was a ballerina. I didn't have a pers- persona. I just uh-huh. put on a wig and lashes and whatever. Sure. And then when I was done with that, I think I was with them for four years and my body hurt. <laughs> And I was tired of traveling and making yeah. no money. Yeah. It was a great experience. I was just done. Um, and you were living in New York at the time. I was right? living in New York at the time. And then I decided to move back up to Toronto. Yeah. I, that's when I like uh, my drag mother, Fahrenheit, who I was watching since I was 19. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, do you think I can make a career as a drag queen? She was like, yeah, you can try it out. And blah, blah, blah. And six months later, there I was making a career as a drag queen. <laughs> and that's so I kind of I, I started really getting into I've been doing drag since I was 19. But I feel like I've been doing doing drag since I was probably I see. 26, 27. Sure. So not that long. Also on the show, you talk about feeling embarrassed as a kid about your emotionality. Mm-hmm. And I was curious as to when that first started, because I I remember I had similar things as a kid. And there's this Mm -hmm. weird thing that you can do where you start to close off, as you said on the Mm -hmm. show, and you start to not react and you start to limit things. Oh, for sure. Do you remember what age that started or what might have prompted that? Um, I don't remember what age it started. I just remember as a kid, I was that kid. I would cry at everything Uh just like stupid shit like i remember one time one thing sticks in my mind we had um we were up at our cottage for like a month and a half and a family one of our families that we were friends with from church came up for like the weekend and they came up for the weekend and then they left and when they left i was bawling like i was inconsolably sad yeah and (laughs) and i was gonna see them in like a month (laughs) it's all like i was never gonna see these people again but just like things like that i would just cry like i was such an emotional kid i would cry at everything and i would get embarrassed because like why am i crying at this like i don't know i just was very very sensitive sure and there was nobody being like stop crying you're an idiot I think it was more just myself being self-aware. Like, mm-hmm. this, no one else is doing this. I feel really weird. And yeah. I was 
And like I was just the only one and like other kids would probably kind of laugh at me a bit and stuff. So I kind of hardened myself. It is very hard. The laughter from other children uh, feeling yeah. feeling uh, separate. I was always a very different kid and like yeah. very clearly different. Sure. You kind of um, like at school and stuff, I was bullied, obviously. And it's it's interesting when you think back and you look at people who bully people. Yeah. It's always comes from a place of hurt. Like I was a very like damaged, hurt kid because I was bullied all the time and I was crying all the time and blah, blah. And then so like I would take that out. Like I would get bullied at school and then I would go to church and I would be the bully. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah in a different context where the... Because I, that was, that was, I had like, I was a cool kid there for some reason. Sure. And I had a little group of friends and yeah. I like was like the mean girl. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I was so like, I felt so small all the time. Like I needed to make someone else feel small yeah. to make myself feel larger, to right. make myself feel better about myself. So yeah, I wasn't the loveliest child <laughs> to some people i was but to, but to, if i didn't like you for some reason or I, I felt the need to make you feel like shit i wasn't great well it's an understandable temptation to mm-hmm. do that because when you're put upon from uh, other people all the time and yeah. then you see an opportunity and it almost warps your worldview or the way you see how life works when you're picked on all the time yeah because it kind of makes you wrapped up in it all the time. You know, mm-hmm. you're thinking about it when you're home. Yeah. Uh, it, it affects your mood every day. And Absolutely. so when you think, okay, well, what you want is to be the person in charge here. You know? Yeah, I think that's part of the reason like I hardened myself. And yeah. Went, like a little bit. Like I just, I wanted to like, I didn't want to be that little kid anymore. Right. And you didn't want to be picked on for ex- exhibiting some of those things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... That was hard. I mean, growing up was hard. I had a lot of like self-conflict, obviously, because I was different. I knew I was different. I was gay and like growing up in a very Christian atmosphere where I was told that wasn't allowed and that was Mm -hmm. wrong and blah, blah, blah. So you kind of a lot of self-hatred and self-loathing builds. Yeah, sure. Now, of course, that's perfect for ballet. Yes. And then then put me in ballet. (laughs) Jesus. So you went and started ballet at 15. Mm -hmm. But before that, how did you fill the hours? Oh, great question. I had done gymnastics when I was little for a couple for a couple years. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had a little bit of flexibility from that. And then I, I did horseback riding a little bit, mm-hmm. but nothing serious. I didn't really have a hobby. My I was forced to play hockey for a year. Oh, that's that was, a drag. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have to get up at like eight o'clock on Sunday to go to church. And then we, we would play hockey on Saturday. So I literally did not have a day to sleep in. And I had, yeah. we'd have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Oh, that's very cruel. To go play hockey. Ugh. It was the worst. It was me, my brother, and my sister. And I I was bad. I had to go to hockey. And if they were bad, they weren't allowed to go to hockey. <laughs> hockey was used as a punishment <laughs> yeah. in all sorts of ways. So I didn't really have a hobby. There was just like nothing I was good at. Um, I went to um, an art school my first year of hmm high school for musical theater mm-hmm. which is funny because i can't sing <laughs> i think it was i honestly think they just took a look at me and like i was i could carry a tune but i was it's not great i think they just took a look at me they're like if we send this poor kid to a regular high school he's just <laughs> going to get the shit kicked out of him so it was like a sympathy thing and then so from there that's kind of when i started getting into dance and then i was going to a dance studio yeah. and the end of our grade nine year one of my friends who was a dance major she said well i'm going to the national ballet school of canada to audition for their summer program you should come and i was like okay yeah why not so i told my mom my mom's like okay you're not gonna get in but we'll go so we go my friend doesn't show up oh really i end up getting into the summer program yeah with like i think i was at like six months ballet Mm -hmm. once a week Mm -hmm. at this point so i knew nothing and then i just went i was like sure let's do it so i got into the summer program and then i got into the full-time program starting grade 10 and did you love it 
almost immediately or did you find yourself just there and gradually doing more and more and then i loved it it was very hard because again i was so new and i would i was yeah. in this new environment with all these like snobby private school like ballet you know ballet dancers are like sure terrible people <laughs> well they were just like like it was like high school and then on top of that you have all these like ballet dancers and it's a very close-knit group because they've all been together forever for right years and sure. years a lot of them had been there since grade five and we are now in grade 10 and again as you mentioned before feeling like you're sort of behind other people i was the only again i was for some reason in the fucking ballet school in my class i was the only like flamboyant like gay one <laughs> what? Um, in, in a whole ballet i class. know there's other gay guys but i was like the like new one and i was weird and i i was like very clearly new at ballet so i was like doing ballet class with like kids half my age because i had to like start at the beginning sure so the grade 10 was a hard year it was a very hard it was fun but it was hard and i worked really really hard and i improved a lot because i was naturally good at it so that was good but it was just like it was tough it was a lot it was a lot it was a big big adjustment um but some of like my closest friends i'm still oh wow yeah like by the time we graduated i was good friends with everybody Mm -hmm. and I stay in touch with them, a lot of them. So that changed also your social situation. Yeah, because, I mean, I didn't really... It was nice, because, like, the good thing about ballet school is we're all there for the same reason. We all love dance, and so we all had that in common. Mm -hmm. So that was nice, and you got to spend a lot of time with these people, and everyone in the entire school, like, everyone's there for ballet, so you all kind of have this, like, thing in common. Yeah. Um, it was kind of my introduction to gay culture a little mm-hmm. bit because the ballet school is located in the gay village in Toronto. And it's called the gay village, right? It's called like Church Street. Yeah, the village. We just call it the village. I saw it in an article village. and I was like, is that actually what they call it? Because, you know, West village. Hollywood refers, referred to as Boys Town. It's a yeah. nickname. But I didn't know. So I guess the gay village is we the kind say, of same thing. We just say the village, not the gay village. But sure. everyone knows the village is the gay village. Sure. So, yeah, I, w- like, I had to walk through the village every single day to get to the subway to go home mm-hmm. and... You'd walk past the bars and the weird old men and <laughs> <laughs> the hallmarks, the, yeah, the classic you know, the uh... hallmarks. <laughs> and it was it was nice though. It was like cool. And again, it was also like shocking and like sure. taboo. And uh. <laughs> I think when we went down there for my audition, <laughs> um, a drag queen hit on my dad, which made him extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> or just like a guy, like he was just trying to park, and some guy thought he was hitting on him. I guess because he was like signaling to him. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was funny. Yeah, usually they're getting some kind of other beckoning yeah. signal from the they car. They thought my dad was cruising. <laughs> <laughs> Paying no attention to the child in the car. Yeah, he, I wasn't in the car. I was, he was, oh, he was by okay. himself. Okay. I think that's there you why. Go. There you go. I was like, that's really bold. Yeah, yeah. and then my first, I, when I when I graduated from grade 12, um, I stayed two extra years at, at the ballet school mm-hmm. for just ballet training. Yeah. And I, I moved downtown just across the street and my landlord was a transsexual. Mm-hmm. So that was fun for my dad too. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, is, 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 is that a he, she? I'm like, dad. <laughs> oh, dad, we got to talk. Yeah. yeah. That's not what we say. You're, you're almost there. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> how, uh, Keep going. Your parents seem to have been rather supportive uh, through all this. So how are they? I had to basically tell them I was going to ballet school. Oh, they were I, like, I, oh, I was like, no, 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 we're doing this. And if we don't do this, I will never forgive you. This is okay, happening. Sure. Yeah. So they were, they got there. Yeah, they got there. It took them a minute. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and how were they when you told them that you were gay? They were they were fine. They weren't uh, happy. Okay. But it wasn't like, get out, we hate you. It was like, well, we don't agree with your lifestyle choice, but we still love you. <laughs> yeah. And here's this book. You should read it. Um, what was the book? I don't remember. Okay. Don't be gay. <laughs> some some lovely Christian yeah. novel. Sure, sure. Um, how not to be gay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were, I think they had, again, I was a very flamboyant, 
I was like, are you guys really surprised? Like, come on, <laughs> come on, everybody. Let's, let's, let's have a sure. truth moment here. Yeah. Um, but you were so good at hockey. We didn't, uh, we have no, no yeah. I only cried every day. Um, what, what music did you listen to uh, also when you were a kid? Just oh, uh, to put that little Christian rock, baby. Oh yeah. DC oh wow. Talk, Jars of Clay. Oh wow. Striper. Yeah. Did you get into any Striper? No, I didn't actually. Well, they're, they're more. It was Christian basically metal. DC Talk and okay. Jars of Clay. <laughs> very limited. Um, yeah, I was. We, we were very like I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music really oh, as a wow, child. Really. Um, I watched a lot of Anna Green Gables. <laughs> love, I love Anna Green Gables as yeah. a Nova Scotian. You should be very, of course. Yes, yeah, very East familiar. Coast, yeah, yeah. Prince Edward Island, indeed. Um, the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. Oh yeah, and Miss Anne Baxter made me want to be a drag queen as Nefertiri. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. So just like movies, like I like it was my very limited, even to the point where I was like seventeen, eighteen. We went to the store and would rent a movie, and my father had this knack for walking in at the exact moment. <laughs> oh yeah, when like right. there was uh, boobs or something was happening, <laughs> the exact moment. And he and he would always, if we rented a movie, he would go downtown, go to downstairs onto the computer and go onto Christian ratings. There, oh, there was wow. a website called like, where you could like yeah. pull up. And it would tell you all the bad things that happened in the movie. And we'd have to sit down and read. It was so embarrassing. Oh, my God. It's like the Narcs IMDb. It really was. Yeah. It was I'm like, this is why I don't have friends. And this is why I don't bring people to my house. Because <laughs> you, this happens. Um, yeah. So they were like, they were fine. My mom cried a little bit. And my dad in his normal awkward self was like so my dad waited till i was in like a 45 minute car ride with him of course he was a guidance counselor and oh, I was like, okay. so would you uh like to tell me what your sexual orientation is so you were asked first before you i didn't tell him he my mom had told him and then he decided to ask me oh i see okay even though he already knew and a guidance counselor car ride is a classic move i remember oh, yeah. being on a few of those like mm-hmm. we're gonna go get coffee mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i was like well i'm gay he was like okay how many minutes into this 45 minute car ride did that happen oh i'm gonna say good like 10 oh great okay perfect and i was like i was like well what it is yeah (laughs) there's your answer i wasn't living at home anymore thank god and what age again did you move out the first time 18 i was like 18 19 yeah i think i stayed at home i think i was at home that next year okay yeah Um, but you know once you move out there's a sort of difference yeah because i'm not there yeah and when you go back even yeah you know what i mean like there you must have felt a sort of independence even when you were living back there yeah like i was like kind of by myself so i so yeah like that then then all my my like i was downtown and then i moved to south africa and then i moved to new york so i didn't really i wasn't back in toronto so i was like 26 27 and it it was just weird though because like it was just kind of like this, like, there was always like this elephant in the room. They didn't really like ask me about my life or like, are you dating? And like, just like normal stuff. It took a while to get there. It wasn't really until like my thirties that my mom kind mm-hmm. of came around and like kind of realized she's like, shit, I'm missing my child's life. Sure. Like, I'm not like, it was always just, how are you? Like we would talk and I knew she loved me, but it was just always kind of like a, a tense conversation. Okay. Not tense. There was just always something not being addressed. And like, we feel like right. I felt like I couldn't talk freely to her. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And same. I, she felt like that way with me. Right. So it was nice. And eventually those walls kind of came down and mm-hmm. she came to my first, she drove down to, um, I think I, I think I was, yeah, I think I was probably 30, 31. And I had had this really just bad bout of depression mm-hmm. and I just feeling really, really low. So my mom and my sister and my, my sister's a lesbian and her partner, uh, d- jumped in the car and drove down to Nashville and surprised oh, wow. me on my drag show. Yeah, it was just oh, really, that's really beautiful. It was a really nice moment. And my after, like, we had a really nice trip. And my mom, it was just like the first time my mom was there. Like, I was always terrified of her singing in drag because I didn't no. know how, like, like if she would be super awkward. But she loved it. And yeah, she had a good time, and she wrote me this really beautiful card. 
It was really sweet. And I had a little boy and a little girl on the cover. Mm-hmm. And she wrote Brock on the boy and Brooke on the girl. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. And she's my, as you've seen on the show, my mom was just yeah. lovely. Yeah. And exactly. just, just a really, really beautiful, sincere woman. And yeah, she just wrote me a really nice message. Mm-hmm. And it was really sweet. It was just like moment for us. Like I felt like, finally felt like accepted by her. And then after that, did you feel uh, that tension that you were discussing? Completely, before yeah. Gone? Like it yeah. just it just kind of lifted, and she would start asking me about my life and be interested in drag and like yeah, I would like get her opinion on outfits and like that's sweet. That's it really was just nice. nice. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it was really really nice. And she just kind of like uh, like I just felt like she just opened up a, a bit, and it was really it was really great moment. Is your sister older or younger? She's older. She came out after me. She was married with three kids. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So yeah. I was like the bad kid, and then she came out. I was like, "Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so bad anymore." <laughs> I remember calling her up. My mom called. My mom, of course, called me in tears and told me. And I called up Joanna. I was like, "Hey, Lesbo, <laughs> you big dyke." <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, "Oh God, did what you know?" You I had no idea. Really? I was completely shocked. Yeah, she yeah. was just like, she got married at like 19, had mm-hmm. popped out three babies. Maybe she didn't know, right? For a I don't while, think or? she did. I don't yeah. think she had any idea. I mean, she definitely like we're not a sharing family as well. We're good wasps. Like we, gotcha. We don't discuss feelings and emotions very well. Yeah. Like, and that's like my entire family extended as well. So I had no idea, mm-hmm. and we and we didn't really talk a lot before that. And then sure. once we had that in common, I was like, we kind of she could kind of open up to me a little bit more yeah. and stuff. But I mean, it it was handled really well. Like it was obviously a tense couple of years, but like she's been with her partner now for probably six years and i mean like her ex-husband lives with them he just oh, moved great. out he's getting remarried with the yeah. three kids and they just adopted two new kids oh, so there's like five kids now <laughs> and like it was just this whole weird modern family like it's just really yeah. nice the way they've been able to work it out and like she's such a good mom and like the kids stability was always her priority so mm-hmm. she her and her ex-husband really worked really hard to like keep that normalcy and make sure they knew they were loved and yeah besides all this tumultuousness that was going on when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earlier, we were talking about shyness. I was curious how you are with that now. Do you still find yourself feeling shy? A little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just not really that person. Like, I'm, I, I can talk to people, but I'm, I, I have a hard time. Like, I'm in, I'm in a room of a lot of people. Like, just going up to people, being like, "Hey, I'm Brock. Nice <laughs> yeah. to meet you. What do you do?" <laughs> right, right. I'm more of a corner person. Oh, sure. I love finding a good oh, spot. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's great buy a walkway and there's mm-hmm. a little alcove yeah it's great or like in yeah. the corner of a couch or something like and Perfect. you can just sit like mm-hmm. and that's nice i'm just the nice thing i will say about drag race and my newfound quote-unquote fame is that i don't usually have to start a lot of conversations no that is one of <laughs> which the greatest is lovely things, isn't it? <laughs> which is so lovely because yeah. i'm just not like i i get social anxiety because i just i'm like what do i say to people i don't right. know like or are they just going to look at me weird it's still like i i still have that from like being a little kid i just don't I don't love asserting myself into people's conversations. Yeah, sure. It's hard to shake that too. It, it is. Yeah, it is. And I, I just like, just think that's my natural personality. I'm an introverted extrovert. Like I like being around people, but 
away. I always say like it's like being at a club but being in the VIP section. <laughs> I love I love that. Like being with people but not with people. Sure, a little Gatsby <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. being able to sit. Right. And just like a just slight watch. removed. Yeah, yeah, I like being slightly removed and I like watching people. One of the best things about going to play for the first time was discovering that you the can booth. get a booth. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> it was so, for many reasons. A, you know you're going to see the stage properly. Uh-huh. That and also just a slight it's a slight uh yeah exactly yeah it's nice yeah and there was like some strangers that we didn't know that were, were coming up and I, we were like hey come on up come on up yeah you can that, invite that's okay. people up yes, to exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> it's, it's hard and especially now because like if i go to a gay bar i can't just like stand in a crowd and watch because people are constantly they want pictures which is yeah. lovely but it's at the same time it's like sometimes you just want to like be there and not be the focus of something one of my favorite things to do is (laughs) and sometimes it happens sometimes i'll go somewhere and people will not give a fuck which is lovely (laughs) but i always go i'm always with my friend steve and i was going i'm like we have to leave no one has recognized me yet (laughs) i'm having the worst time and then someone and then immediately someone be like can i get a picture and i'll be like we can stay now i love this place this is is my favorite city (laughs) (laughs) have you ever seen soap dish no oh there's a great thing in it where this uh older soap star played by sally field yeah. is really depressed and whoopi goldberg who is her best friend on the show and the writer of the show is like do we have to go to the mall she's like yeah i'd like to go to the mall <laughs> and, and go to the mall and whoopi pretends yeah. that she doesn't know her. and she's like oh my god do you know who that is and like causes a whole commotion <laughs> and she's then swarmed by people and then she's happy you know exactly. she, it's like a little pick-me-up she needs yeah. a little yeah but it's, it's weird like it's hard going out um and just like sometimes it's not sometimes it is but yeah i mean it's whatever and it's I, pictures are cool and it's it's a nice little easy thing for me to do anyway sure um, to just like make people feel happy and usually people are really great about it right yeah i mean there's always the one or two people who are too much or they just won't yeah leave you there's alone. always that but that's you know but the, the, the ratio is pretty good that's why you just bottle them <laughs> it's a quick simple solution it's a quick simple it works every time exactly yeah. le- i promise you they, they will leave you alone their lawyers <laughs> will not but they will sure exactly yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 just like an easy nice thing and it makes people happy and i'm like of course if you it's just weird it's weird like people being like can i get a picture with you i'm like yeah because that still that still doesn't feel normal well, what about drag con you've done drag con mm-hmm. right and uh what's your take on that how do you feel about that because i i was part of it with this last year and it was my first time and i mean i'm not in a booth and i found it overwhelming just because of the scope mm-hmm. of and, and just the amount of energy in the room mm-hmm. and it's all great energy it's all great things and it's a very excited vibe it is but i imagine being in one place all day mm-hmm. with that thing going on must be kind of um something yeah it's it's intense to say the least but it's really nice i mean it's just cool that people want to fucking line up for two hours to take a picture with me yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's a lot i mean by the end of the day by the end of the weekend you're emotionally and like physically (laughs) just drained but i'm like and i I don't understand how some of them do because some of them stand the whole time i was like we are getting couches i'm not wearing hip pads and i'm sitting yes and and it's lovely but i still like my hips hurt my back hurts because i'm sitting the whole time now yeah and now you and you have to sit in a certain way right yeah but I mean, it, I had a good time. It was, I had a, a, thank God, like I just have the best team and they just made everything so easy and everything was yeah. so organized. Like everything just ran really, really smoothly, mm-hmm. both the New York and the LA ones. So I couldn't be more thrilled about that. And so my job was very easily, I, I basically showed up and sat down and took pictures. I didn't even, I like, I was lucky that I was busy every day. So I didn't, couldn't even leave my booth. Oh, okay. Like I yeah. was just literally at my booth the whole time. Did you limit your fluids? No, I didn't. I was okay. But again, I wasn't tucked. So I, if I had oh, to go to great. the washroom, Perfect. I just Perfect. ran real quick. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had quite a severe talk on that reveal outfit, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a nice tight one. Yeah. I remember being like looking at it and I was freaking out before that runway, of course. Sure. I was like, this isn't gonna go well. Um <laughs> and I remember being like, is my tuck well? I felt like a ball was like popping out, but I'm glad it looked tight. Oh yeah, it definitely did. I think there was a testicle on the loose, but <laughs> it didn't show as, on screen. I, I was though, like, of course, in this outfit, this would be the one. And speaking of loose testicles, uh, what are your what are your dating habits? What am I dating? <laughs> speaking, <laughs> um, I don't really have time to date. Yeah, like, just I don't. I'm so busy. And by dating, it's kind of a loose umbrella term. Sex. The polite way. Yes, exactly. Sex. Yeah. Um, I have sex once in a while. Yeah, it's just it's hard. It's hard because be. sex isn't Sorry, really what? well. It should be. <laughs> Sex is just, it's like, it should be nice and fun and easy, but it's just not. Cause like, yeah, there's fucking, everyone has something, there's diseases. And again, I'm like a hypochondriac, uh-huh. like better than I was when I was younger. Oh my God. It was so bad. Really? Oh what, my God. What was, what was it like then? Just because like, I've been again, brought up like sex is evil. Sex is bad. Sure. And then gay sex. Ooh, another level. Yeah. Like, and like, if you have sex, you're going to get AIDS and die. Sure. Like, yeah. so then of course, when I started having gay sex, I was like, well, that was it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, like, and I was just so uninformed and so uneducated. I would go get like HIV and STD tests like every two weeks sometimes. Wow. Yeah. And I wasn't even really like active in those. No. Yeah. I was a sucking dick or once in a while, but like, oh, I think I had a cut somewhere and that's it. It's done. Sure. Well, that kind of fear and paranoia, you can't. It's you good. Know. But at the same, like, I, I think it's good to have a healthy paranoia because well, I mean, sure. Health. Yeah. Healthy one. Yeah. There's, there's, there is, I, I feel like I do still have a healthy paranoia, but like, it's still like I, I have a hard time hooking up with people. Uh-huh. I'm more talk than action. I like to like talk about it. I think that's like the more fun part. And <laughs> once in a while you do, but like even yeah. when you do, like I don't unless I like really know the person. Mm-hmm. It takes me a while to get comfortable to kind of like trust someone. Sure. In that aspect. So I'm not I'm not like a hookup queen. I think some people might think I am, but I'm like not really. Mm-hmm. And if I do hook up, it's like never like full on like sex, sex. It's just sure. like you can have a lot of fun without actually and let's like gay sex is gay sex is not great a lot of the times How, and, and, and why is that i just find like it's just must be nice to be a heterosexual company and you could just have sex if you're having gay sex it's like okay <laughs> give me half an hour like there's no spontaneity to it really it's like you, have, planning. you yeah, have to yeah. be prepared right <laughs> <laughs> you have to be prepared. You have, to have to have a small kit. You have to have a kit. And then even when you are prepared, you're like, am I going to shit on this person today? <laughs> like, I just, it's just not, it's just hard. It's a hard thing to do. I mean, and they make it look so easy in the porns and everything. But like, when it comes down to it, it's just never like that. It's just never like, hey, you're cute. Come on over. You're like, yeah, let's, let's just, just do have it. Sex. Yeah, like, sure, give me 45 minutes. Did I eat corn today? Oh, those tacos. Did they come out yet? <laughs> you're watching an episode of Murder, She Wrote, and I'll yeah. be with you and right after. Still be yeah. horny in yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> That's why I picked that show. Exactly. You know, really Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Oh, Angela Lansbury. Give it to me. Woof. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, like once in a while I'll have sex and like it's not it's not not like a super regular thing for me yeah but like you said you can have a lot of fun outside of the actual sex act yeah specifically yeah so i think so yeah so do you watch a lot of porn or yeah i watch porn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Because the other thing that's funny about even hooking up, especially with your schedule, mm-hmm. is that if it takes a, a little while to get familiar with someone enough that you want to go there, yeah. you don't really have that time. No. And also there's a lot of work that goes into it. Even just the, oh, am I okay with this person? Are mm-hmm. they okay with me? Do I even want to talk with them? Yeah. Just jerk off. Honestly, if I could go back in my life and take back like 95% of the people I've hooked up with, <laughs> I absolutely would. Like the minute you come and you jerk off and you're just like, oh, I don't have to kick anybody out. <laughs> this is, right. I don't have to have that like awkward, like, mm, yeah, great. Because mm. there's really few things worse than that feeling of after climax thinking like, Oh, I really don't want this person near me. Yeah. It's a terrible feeling. Like, it's just like you were just really, really horny and you just <laughs> wanted another body near your body. Yeah. And like, and a lot of the times, like, especially that's the other thing. If you have a hookup and you come over and they're like, mm, <laughs> you open the door and I'm Canadian. Oh, so, so I'm the really politeness. polite. So yeah. I like have to, I, I feel like I have to do it. I can't be like, oh, sorry, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not that person. So right, no, that's exactly. That's definitely yeah. happened a few times. It's a sexual version of like, no, no, I'll make a pot of tea. That's absolutely fine. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like a lot of the times I've hooked up with people, I'm like, that was not necessary. <laughs> so that's why I don't really do it. Like, it's yeah. just it's just not necessary. It's more fun to like talk about doing it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's going to be so hot. And then you never do it. So do you like sexting then or sexting is great? Oh, my God. Sure. Love yeah. sexting. Yeah. It's yeah. a good time. It yeah. is really fun. Um, It's weird. I go through like swings like sure like, sometimes like super like horny all the time sometimes mm-hmm. just not sometimes people i think just assume that a drag queen is like a crazy sexual person yeah and which is not the case no yeah i mean some of them are fucking sluts yeah sure not, sure right not me <laughs> not me i'm like like i said i'm like a slut in my head but not in actual reality right right yeah you, are you uh, a bit of a romantic a little bit I totally have fantasized about someone sweeping me off my feet and like everything's perfect and wonderful, but I just don't know if that's realistic. I honestly don't know if I'll ever like get married or like have a boyfriend. I think if those things happen for me, they're going to happen later in my life. Yeah. If I don't die. And based on what, (laughs) (laughs) well, based on what you said on the show, I can't remember what episode specific, maybe the Mm -hmm. reunion and you were talking about the freedom and all of that. And it made me think of, you know, how, there's a lot of different types of relationships these days that are just, you know, sometimes you can, yeah. yeah. The, oh, the whole open relationship concept, which to, uh, for a while I was not a fan of. Because sure. I was like, you're just friends who fuck then. <laughs> but like, that's not so bad. That's not bad at all. No, now yeah. like, but you just have to open your minds to thing. And I'm like, I don't know if that's something I could do though. I think I could do it if it was like we played together. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. I don't, I'm not comfortable with them going off without me i gotcha that's weird to me and i also don't think it's good to start a relationship like that like you should start being monogamous and then once you get really bored of each other you're like (laughs) let's spice this up a little bit right because otherwise when you get bored of each other what are you going to do exactly i mean well straight couples do it um (laughs) but yeah i think i think that's a that's definitely an option yeah i don't know i like I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I right now I'm just so focused on my career, yeah. and like I, that's what I've been like my whole. That's why I never had a boyfriend. I was just like career, career. Like, what's next? What's next? I did, and I didn't. It's the whole idea of never having to factor somebody else into my decisions, right? Which I loved how you said on the show about when you had to face off against Vanjie. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly, so I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like. No, it's about the goal. Like I'm it's not throwing goal. this away for anyone. No, and he felt the same way. Yeah, so it which was is nice. the right way. Yeah, like, as far as I'm concerned, and that's why, like that, that's why I said before, like we never picked each other for challenges. We never, like, we were always kept each other very separate. Right. Like, and, and there was no offense taken on either side about that. Like they tried to, like, oh, why didn't you pick him? And I was like, because. <laughs> 
I don't want to. It's kind of a weird presumption that you would want to just because you had this other thing happening. Yeah, like we were there to do a job. Like what we, were ha- we, what we had going on was great, but we were there to do our, we were both there for the same reason and we knew that and we respected yeah. that. So, And you don't want to have your partner in any kind of romantic sense in the band basically do you know what yeah. i mean like in you know you've worked with enough people in the ballet company at play would you ever consider dating someone that you worked with in those environments maybe yeah i mean there's nobody that comes to mind <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> but like if i met somebody yeah and it worked yeah i mean i had no problem dating a drag queen oh sure and you know i didn't even think that i was just more thinking about sometimes you know when, oh, when like you work with you people eat. yeah yeah that kind of thing i mean maybe like if it's if i really like the person it just yeah it would override yeah 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 i think so i think it's just going to be one of those things that kind of blindsides me comes yeah, out yeah. Of nowhere. I'm if, sure, it, if yeah. it does happen again i'm yeah. such a i'm not an exactly a super optimistic optimistic person <laughs> so i think it's probably going to be me and my 20 cats in palm springs in 20 years and i'm okay with that yeah because you'll have a beautiful house one of many right yeah based one of on many. yeah there you go and yeah. that's what it's about absolutely yeah i'll have a lovely moo collection it's fabulous turbans. yeah exactly it's gonna be great a little golf cart it's all you need yeah it's all you need <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of local talent there so absolutely and now well that's what hookers are for <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> it's a very sex worker positive show <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um now what movies and music are you into lately lately um well drop dead gorgeous just started streaming again which is my all-time yes. favorite movie oh, oh really and you know it's funny we just did a movie club on that with uh, it was me and trixie mattel oh two hours and 40 minutes of all discussion of, well other things too but drop dead gorgeous i'll send it to you if you'd like please do yeah that's my favorite movie of all time i love um i love the mockumentaries oh best yeah in show the best right oh so good um and when we did waiting for guffman with the uh, laganja oh amazing um yeah i like uh I always blank when people ask me these questions because I have so many, like, I'm very eclectic. Sure. Like, I like lots of different things. Yeah. Like, I pull from everywhere. Um, in terms of, like, like staple musics I love, I love Fleetwood Mac. Oh, the best. Yeah. I love Annie Lennox. I love Beyonce, obviously. Have you seen any of them live? I saw Beyonce live. Oh, good. Okay. It was very good. Fleetwood Mac, I wanted to go. I saw Stevie Nicks live. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, that in, must in Nashville. Amazing. She was incredible. Yeah. She Great was place in, to see her. Yeah. She was incredible. I wanted to see Fleetwood Mac, but then they fired Lindsay Buckingham and I, I kind of really couldn't. You couldn't do it after no. that? No. <laughs> no, I saw Lindsay solo once and that was great. Yeah. Uh, and then whatever factors going on at the time, circumstances precluded me from seeing their last couple tours with uh-huh. Christine. And I was like, this is the time. I'm gonna, and then they fired him and I thought, no, I love Neil Finn and Mike Campbell, but mm-hmm. no. no, it's not the same. No, no, it's not the same. I love um, Queen. Yeah. Queen's amazing. Did uh, you see Bohemian Rhapsody? I did. What'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Those teeth were something. <laughs> yeah. I thought, yeah. Just I, I thought, coming right at yeah. you. <laughs> Bite an apple through a picket fence. Yeah. I, <laughs> sad they didn't do a 3D version. I, oh my God. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you it's like Mr. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. I thought he did a wonderful job. He did do a wonderful job. Did you job. see Rocket Man? Yes, I loved it. I did have you not like it? seen it yet. So I I'm think you'll watch enjoy that it. on the plane home to oh, Nashville good. tomorrow. Uh, you know, it, it'll be a great plane movie, but it's such a visually stunning movie. I mm-hmm. would recommend watching it on a larger screen if okay. you have the opportunity to. Yeah, yeah just, I will. Yeah. Um, I got to see it just at the end of its run uh, in New York on the big screen, which oh, was nice. good. Yeah. It's also, sonically, it's so great, too. Mm-hmm. 
I love period films. Oh, okay, yeah. I love anything Jane Austen. Sure. I love Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. The one with Keira Knightley I thought was really good. I love the Elizabeth movies. What are the Elizabeth movies? Uh, with Kate Blanchett. Oh, okay, right. Um, I love those. I love uh, love The Crown. <gasps> yeah. I love The Crown. I love House of Cards. Robin Wright is like my goddess. Robin Wright's amazing. And she's who yeah. I want to be. Like that's like who I model my drag after. <laughs> that Robin makes sense, Wright. actually. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, just a stone cold bitch. <laughs> just eat, ugh, live. Um, I love Charlize Theron. She's yeah. one of my, I think she's so funny. She's hilarious. She's I, so funny. Do you ever see Young Adult? No, I have uh-huh. to. It's her and Pat Oswalt, right? Yes, it's so good. She just something about her. Like nobody plays like an over it. She just does over it, bitch, so well. Like just like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some, I just what I just saw another movie with her. Um. Oh, the one she just did with Seth Rogen. Um, oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is that called? I don't uh, know. I literally just watched on the plane. I was dying laughing. Long shot. Yeah. Long, long shot. shot. Yeah. So good at it. Yeah. Like she's just so. There's something about her that's just so. She's so beautiful. Yet at the same time, she can be so relatable. And she's so funny. And I I didn't realize so I, funny. I heard her on Stern, and then she was on uh, How Did This Get Made, a podcast yeah. where they basically they rip other movies. Yeah. And she's hilarious. She's hysterical. Yeah. And then I heard something where it was like she said that oh people just don't come up and ask me for a date she said something about dating is difficult because people don't approach yeah. me and i was like that's insane well yeah obviously they don't approach you fucking charlie's yeah mind. i know but like, still yeah it's just it's uh when someone's that funny and the whole package i know hi this is katya i have a very important question for you are you gay i just like to know if a guy is gay <sighs> we're both going to london in the next we week are. yeah I'm excited. So hopefully I'll see you at, uh, where is it? Where are you going to be performing? G-A-Y. I'll yeah. be at G-A-Y on Thursday and Saturday. That's and cool. And then I am back in Toronto for, or I'm doing a couple university shows outside of Toronto in mm-hmm. London and Windsor. And then I go to Toronto for an Elevate Elevate conference. It's like a big like summit thing oh, that I'm well. at for some reason. <laughs> the lecture series? Yeah, me, Michelle Obama, and Martha Stewart. <laughs> Of course, yeah, the, the Trinity. Yeah, the yeah. Trinity, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> so random, my life. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll be doing that, and then and, uh, other places. <laughs> oh, other places. I, I've heard different a lot. places. <laughs> Showgirls. <laughs> right, exactly. That, that's such a classic, yeah. That is another classic. And that reminds me of how Rue mentioned that you were like, Nomi Malone 2019. I know. Slash Suzanne Summers. He always <laughs> called me Suzanne Summers whenever we did quick drag because I was, would wear a blonde bang wig. <laughs> and I discovered I look like Suzanne Summers slash Katya. Apparently. That's right. Yeah, there's been and, a lot of uh, oh my God. about that. And I, I didn't really notice it. And I was like, yeah, I guess I kind of do. I could see what people were saying, but because, you know, it's someone I see all the time, I, you know, and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It took me a minute. Someone had to tell me that. And I go, oh, I guess so. Yeah. It's just so funny when people like, uh, that, that's one thing that pisses me off to no end. Like one, it's already been said. And then like everyone has to comment. Oh, Katya. Kat, you look like Katya. Oh my God. Is that, I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> bitch, look at the 300 <laughs> other posts. Like why? One or two photographs that happen to be in a certain outfit with a blonde wig. And it's just that whole culture of drag race now. Like their only reference to drag race is drag race. That's or right. Or to drag is drag race. What do you think about the effect that drag race has had on that level of fandom? I wish people would research a little bit more and like look back a little further before drag race. Sure. I mean, there's lots of great queens that have been on drag race and it's amazing. But like there's so much other drag. Speaking of which, I'm glad you reminded me of this. What are your thoughts on Craig Russell? 
big, big, big star in the late seventies, Toronto based. Uh, actually, I'll send you this movie. I should do some more research on drag. Well, <laughs> <laughs> as I'm preaching these kids, I'm exposing her. I'm like, who the fuck is Craig <laughs> Well, listen, no, it's very kind of uh, not niche, but he's sort of been forgotten a little bit because mm-hmm. he died in the late eighties from AIDS, and his legacy was sort of forgotten. He was in this movie called Outrageous, which uh-huh. was a semi-autobiographical film about him and his best friend when he was starting drag and his best friend was a schizophrenic woman who wrote a story that the film was based on and he later performed at Carnegie Hall uh, all over the world mm-hmm. a massive massive star amazing isn't that incredible for the 70s he was really a pioneer yeah and he had a few mental issues and a few dependency issues the best ones always exactly, do exactly exactly hallmark of uh, brilliance right yeah. so yeah outrageous if folks up there haven't seen it I'll send it to you I would love to see that yeah I'm getting schooled on this podcast <laughs> I love it <laughs> It's always nice to find out more stuff, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so much we don't know. I learn something new every day. There's so much more uh, for all of us. But back to um, the kids, if for the lack kids. of a better term, and drag the race. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes also people get pegged as, for instance, like the not necessarily the new Katya, but someone who has a vague passing resemblance to someone the instantly. New, uh, detox. Yeah. I get detox. Okay. Yeah. Right. I got detox, Chad Michaels, mm-hmm. Katya, if I wear a bang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little annoying. It's not, well, it's, I don't really care because those are all people, A, I respect and love. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like, but I, like, I, I think it's a little bit more disrespectful to them because I don't want them to feel like I'm trying to copy them. Sure. There's always that kind of like fear. Like, I think the hardest thing is that now that there's so many drag race girls yeah. and everyone kind of has their own thing, it's so hard finding your own thing. Sure. And yeah. like, if you want to do an outfit, you have to like research and see, did this person ever <laughs> do anything like this? Like, it's just like, right. So you're not copying people like, and there's so many of them. Yeah, and so it's a, many. It's just, it's, I find it very hard to kind of like find your own little like way without stepping on someone else's toes a little bit. Sure. And especially for an overthinker and mm-hmm. a perfectionist, yeah. it's just more mental uh, hopscotch. More, more, more <laughs> mental turmoil to put myself through. Thank God I quit drinking. <laughs> Did you quit drinking? Yeah, I, I quit a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how long it'll last. Thank you. You're, it doesn't matter how long, however long it lasts. Whatever the period is, good, good. I feel amazing. Now, what was your drinking like before you quit drinking? Oh, extreme. No, not that extreme. <laughs> I, I, did, I did have quite a heavy drinking summer. It was yeah. just like... And you're Canadian, so... And I'm Canadian. <laughs> so, like, it, yeah, we just... You know when you just start feeling shit? Yeah. And my, and my anxiety and depression was just like all over the charts that's why i think it was like 14 years ago roughly i'm not exactly sure uh, i stopped drinking because mm-hmm. of the anxiety hangovers yeah I, I just could not get out of them and then they would last yeah. two days and like as you get older kids hangovers <laughs> last more than a, like a couple hours or a day oh, yeah. yeah they can last a couple days a long so, time yeah yeah and it just i'm so busy right now and like this is i just didn't feel good yeah it wasn't fun it wasn't fun just like, like a habit it becomes it comes like oh i guess i'll have a shot of tequila doing yeah. a show like, especially working in the environments that you work exactly in. so yeah. like i it's been a couple weeks and honestly like i feel great i feel so good like it's so nice waking up in the morning and you're just like oh and i've been going out like i went out last night i went out the night before and i, I went out in new york a bunch and mm-hmm. just had my water yeah just chilling yeah my water and i was fine i was having a good time i could talk to people i was enjoying myself like i wasn't like oh this is horrible i want a shot right like i never i never wanted alcohol that's great i think a lot of times people have um 
a wall up about that because uh-huh. they're afraid that if they go out to certain places and for some people it, those are trigger places mm-hmm. but you can go somewhere and and once you get over that it's almost like having a fear of dancing at a nightclub yeah once you actually go and do it you know you might be terrified the first time but eventually you'll just get used to it i find it like when you just get in that right frame of mind mm-hmm. that you're just like i don't want to do this anymore yeah that's right it's so easy to stop i mean yeah. i can't speak for uh, people who are actual alcoholics but like sure. when you get like well i'm i can sort of speak a little bit because i'm addicted to nicotine I'm oh you smoker. are i'm a smoker and i've quit several times cold turkey mm-hmm. for like a couple years and then mm-hmm. like an idiot i start again but like at that time when i'm everyone's like it's so hard it's so hard and i'm like an addict so i well, i mean as you see i've been vaping yeah like uh, i was gonna ask if you minded but that no not at all yeah. i was like can i light up in here yeah. well i wish i could let you do <laughs> I that i have another jewel or would you like uh would you, if oh, you no, would like fine. okay um but like i've quit cold turkey several times and been fine so it's it's all like it's so much of it is about mental your mental state of mind sure. and your look on it yeah and it's been like it, it it's been easy like i just put them down and haven't smoked for two years so i know oh, you like have, uh, wait so you haven't smoked no i just started again. <laughs> you just started again okay i got a little confused okay. again it's all about your state of mind that's true um but but when i what i what i have stopped it's been very easy to stop sure it's not it's it's when you make it a struggle when you, i'm gonna quit i'm gonna when yeah. you're just like i'm done that's right. Building drama around it. When you build drama around it, like the, you're, you don't stand a chance. But when you just say, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. And that can apply to so many things too. Uh, diet or exercise. Everything. Anything. Everything. Yeah, you just decide you're going to do something and start and doing done. it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I had quit cold turkey for two years, uh, cigarettes years ago, then moved to LA where I thought like no one smoked. Then surprise, everyone smokes, yeah. it seems like. And like it looks fun because you're just outside it and does. it's pleasant, right? And you're not in the uh, east. I'm from the east coast, mm-hmm. so it would be like you're out smoking by the dumpster, yeah, or you know, s- some like forbidden zone. And then here you're like, oh yeah, there's a nice patio, yeah. So what precipitated your recent fall off the smoking wagon? Um, I really don't know. That's the thing. I never know why I start again. Really, right. it's just kind of like something happens, and I'm like, I want a cigarette. And the shitty thing is, you have to work to get like. It doesn't like when you haven't smoking doesn't taste good to begin with. That's true. The first one you have ever in your life. It's gross. Yeah, you almost. And then when you and then when you start smoking again, it's like having that first one again. It (laughs) It tastes even more disgusting. And then you have to like work to like. It's a weird thing, isn't it? It's the most ridiculous, stupid thing you could do, and I hate that I do it. But at the same time, it's I'm not in that mental space right now to stop sure and that's okay too and also it's it's an important thing to remember for folks listening to cut yourself a break especially if you say stop drinking Mm -hmm. not that that was you know as prevalent as smoking yeah but if you put one thing down don't expect to put everything down at the same time yeah i mean i i will quit smoking and it's just i have to it's just that when like it's like the clouds part and like i see the sun and i'm like okay i'm good right it's and, weird and it'll happen again like you said you quit cold turkey a number of times so oh, yeah. eventually you will and then one day you might just never smoke again yeah have you thought about doing the vape i've tried it it's not the same yeah yeah i switched <laughs> it's uh, not the same for me <laughs> i switched about a little over a year ago I yeah think. and then i had one cigarette on a trip somewhere uh-huh. and it was a nat sherman you know those multicolored cigarettes yeah. it was like well okay i'll have one of those yeah and i lit it and immediately thought no i don't want this no smoked half of it i think and then put it out and then that's the last one yeah i quit cold turkey right before i filmed the finale oh wow like three days before i just stopped smoking and drinking oh really little, for like a couple weeks yeah wow now did you have any of those initial three-day panics that people no, talk about it's not a panic what you like you feel like it's kind of like 
a rumbling in your stomach like you're a little hungry. Right. Yeah. So I just ate. <laughs> but no, there was never like there was no, I I personally have never experienced like the 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 bad cravings. Like I said, it's like it's it's so mild and it's so slight. Yeah. I, if if you're looking to quit smoking, I highly recommend The Easy Way to Quit Smoking. It's a book by mm-hmm. Alan Carr. Oh, right. And um there's a really big version and then there's like a short like easy version you can read on your phone. And that's helped me quit smoking several times cuz it just it just breaks it down for you and you you kind of understand like yeah, like it talks about like the big smoking monster and the little smoking monster. Yeah. The big smoking monster is in your head and the little one is the cravings, mm-hmm. which is really honestly so slight. Like when you it's all up here that's making the cravings seem bigger. No, that's true and also putting too much focus on it mm-hmm. to try to be as busy as possible. Yeah. Or no, well actually he tells you to oh, think maybe about not. it. He tells oh. you to think like oh, he's he does. like he's like this should be a happy thing. Think about smoking. Think about how you were not no longer smoking and how great it is. Oh, okay. Like, so if don't you, listen to what I just said. Yeah, That's do not the- do not not try to think about it. He's like, think about it. He's like, go out, be around other people. Like but like just notice and enjoy like how much better you're going to feel. And right. it's true. You feel so much better. If you focus on that, like yeah it's great run up a couple flights of stairs and yeah you'll notice or go smell stuff in the fridge you'll notice it yeah yeah he's like be be like you should be rejoicing and be happy and like you're going to think about smoking and let yourself think about it but like think about it in the right way yeah like isn't it great i don't smoke anymore not like oh i want a cigarette <laughs> now uh what about food habits mm. what are your food habits and what's your favorite uh go-to like sort of trash <sighs> junk food thing i love food mm. i love all food <laughs> i love uh, canadian chips too. oh yeah yeah all dressed oh yeah mm-hmm. big fan of those i love all yeah. dressed i love do you like swish la do you know what swish LA no is? i don't know what that swish is LA is like a canadian like chicken restaurant it's like a oh, chain okay yeah and i love it they have the best gravy oh, okay i love gravy i'm gonna have to try that my, my next yeah trip. you yeah. will um favorite like trash disgusting food probably a good poutine like a good traditional i know that's like a typical canadian answer but poutine's but that's how good it is you're gonna have to it's go amazing. with it you know i've never had poutine <gasps> i know what? i'm gonna have to correct this there are several things wrong with this. No, no Swishalay <laughs> and no poutine. Uh, however, big fan of A and W. A and W is great. Yeah, it is very good. But if you next time, yeah, make sure it's a proper poutine. Make sure there's okay. cheese curds involved. Okay, there sure. Has to be cheese curds. Yeah. Oh yeah, I won't get it off some kind of dodgy menu. No. No, 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 no. no. They call it disco fries sometimes. So I'm like, oh mm. yeah, that's right. I've heard of disco fries. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like grated cheese and gravy. It's not the same. <laughs> it's got to be cheese curds or nothing. Uh, nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my f- family was recently visiting uh, Canada mm-hmm. in Nova Scotia, and they sent me a care package of like ketchup flavored Doritos and all because there's a lot of flavors in Canada you oh, can't get here. Yeah, ketchup flavor that. I don't little, know how yeah. I feel about ketchup chips. I got to be honest. I've never been a huge fan. I never have either, but any flavored Doritos that I haven't tried before, I have yeah. to try them. Actually, I have the ketchup Doritos here if you'd like to try them. I'll try some. Yeah, I'll go. Let me just grab them. One okay. sec. Hi, this is Jody Harsh. You're listening to my favorite podcast, Whimsically Volatile. This is my new track. It's called Tuesday. It's out now on all platforms. So grab it on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you grab your tunes and i hope you enjoy What do you think of the the ketchup Doritos? 
<laughs> Here, I'll join you. They're good. They don't... They're less vinegary mm -hmm. than normal ketchup chips. That's true. Yeah. They yeah. don't have that like vinegar kick, which I love. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's the part of ketchup chips I like. They're just never something I like. I love salt and vinegar chips. Oh, okay. is it, my is favorite. favorite? Yeah. But I hate it because you get, it's like when you eat like sour Skittles, you get that weird kind of like. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. In your yeah. mouth. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're no not bad, right? I'll probably just eat them yeah. all now. <laughs> Enjoy the crunching for the rest of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do a little ASMR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. I always like to have snacks on hand for the folks. Oh, I that, love snacks. Uh, snacks are great. Although some people have misophonia, which is severe aversion to the sound of other people chewing. My sister has that. Oh, really? And swallowing. Not so much anymore, but when she was younger, yeah, she could mm -hmm. not like, stand the sound of people chewing or swallowing it's interesting yeah, yeah it's, a thing. it's kind of unavoidable for the other person yeah know, to make so those sounds be, like, very careful yeah. <laughs> just like let the food melt in your mouth and yeah just like slowly put it down your throat <laughs> right this is a slow food thing i yeah. would say if i was like stuck on a desert island and i could only eat one thing for the rest of my life it would probably be a charcuterie board you know that's a really good idea because meats and cheeses uh, yeah man. you can't beat that and crackers and little like the best relishes and i love i love all those little jams yes yes exactly little fig olives paste. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah i love it my favorite uh, yeah that's a good choice actually yeah. i think i'd have to go for that too if i'm ever presented with that uh eventuality mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> charcuterie board is where it's at <laughs> do you cook at all no like mm -hmm. like not at all yeah i cook very little yeah. i think i made a hot dog recently oh good for you thank you very much mm -hmm. i'm very proud of myself yeah it's, it's sucks cooking for yourself like it's right fun. and my kitchen is literally like my drag room like all of <laughs> like and that's it's always been that way it's kind of been like my work room because i just yeah. never i just don't have any interest right and there's a lot of cabinets in the kitchen there's a lot of cabinets yeah which is a good i mean i have a couple kitchen cabinets yeah. that are filled there's with shoes uh, in my oven <laughs> like yeah because you never turn it on no it's never a risk it's literally unplugged do you have any uh, article of clothing or accessory that you find yourself compulsively buying more of? Not really. I like, um, I just bought these nice leather pants. I love those. Those are beautiful. Where'd yeah. you get those? Uh, St. Laurent. Mm. Um, they're my, I bought a little expensive thing. That's nice though to treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the only thing I, I don't like spending a lot of money on clothes. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided now that I have a little bit more money than I had before, the only thing I'm going to like buy that's expensive is, is leather. Because oh, okay. it, it's the only thing that lasts. That's true, yeah. So, like, I bought, like, a couple of nice pair of St. Laurent boots because I think they're really nice. And I've just never really had nice boy, boy clothes my whole life. I sure. Just, we were thrifty growing up, and that kind of just stayed with me. So, I sure. always felt weird spending a lot of money on right. boy clothes. Drag clothes, not a problem. But for <laughs> right, some reason, right. boy clothes, I was like, ooh, I can't. <laughs> so, I've seen leather pants I liked twice before in my life, mm -hmm. and I didn't buy them, and I've sorely regretted it. Those Both are the times. worst when you're like, I should have got those. Literally, yeah. like I think about it daily. I'm like, fuck, why didn't I buy those <laughs> pants? They were so good. So I saw these the other day. I was in New York and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking buy these goddamn stupid expensive <laughs> pants. And I did. Uh, buying uh, Saint Laurent pants in New York is like the perfect yeah. setup, right? It was kind of fun. Like I went in and I was like, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> is there a, do you, would those be your most extravagant purchase or would I you have another? I think they would be. Yeah? Yeah. These, are, these will have to be my most extravagant purchase to date as a boy. I mm. bought, um, I love Saint Laurent. It's like my favorite designer. Okay, I just yeah. think it's very like chic and like rockery and yeah they just like it's not too much like i don't like when like the name is all over everything no that's a drag gucci or like louis vuitton like that's just i used to love louis vuitton but it's just not really my thing like i like uh -huh. just more like things that are i know are 
a designer, but like yeah. it's not advertised to the rest of the world. <laughs> so yeah, I have I have two pairs of Saint Laurent shoes, a Saint Laurent backpack, a fanny pack, and now pants. So that's mm. kind of like my little designer, and then everything else is like H and M. Oh yeah, H and M's got a lot of great stuff. They do, and Zara yeah. too. I love Zara. Oh yeah, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if you do see something at one of those places, buy it and buy two of them if you really like it because yeah. they'll go away. I literally right? just bought two sweaters because <laughs> I was like, I love the sweater, I, and then I was like, can I have another one? <laughs> yeah, because if you try to go get online later it'll be gone it'll be gone yeah there will be no trace of it yeah, yeah that's i've learned to do that especially with like shirts because shirts mm-hmm. are always i have a like a strangely long torso so shirts always fit weird so when i find a really nice fitting shirt yeah and it like now that i'm traveling so much i have like an outfit of the week i call it <laughs> so i'll wear it for like a week straight oh perfect because i'm just getting on a plane getting off a plane getting out of it into yeah. drag so yeah. it never really gets dirty so i'll just wear an outfit for a week sometimes too yeah why not yeah I think I wore a sweater for a month once. <laughs> <laughs> you must have the traveling routine down to a science now because you started really young. Was it a bit jarring when you first started traveling around the world when, with the ballet company? Yeah, it was hard. I mean, just time zones and what to pack. I'm not, I still overpack totally like yeah i'm horrible at it especially boy clothes. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I have a full like carry on suitcase of boy clothes and I wear one shirt one pair of pants like i just yeah. need to be underwear and socks really that's the sure. only thing i change daily yeah because like especially when i'm when i'm doing like gig to gig to gig to gig like i'm not going out anywhere right right like it's nice like when i have a little bit of time off like this week i can like actually pack for like stuff yeah but dinners or things yeah, yeah just like a but you don't even need that much stuff you can i feel weird like repeating an outfit when i'm like actually going out being social <laughs> I'm like, sure. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, I, also, wore, I wore this exact outfit the other night. So, well, it's a solid outfit. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and what's the scent that you're wearing? You told me earlier, but oh, um, we didn't have the mics on. Chanel Allure Pour Home. Ah, I've yeah. been wearing it since I was like 18. Oh, it's quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Another good one is Narcissa Rodriguez for him. Oh, okay. Another another favorite of that. mine. My yeah. first ever scent, I think, was Polo Sport. Mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren. When I was mm-hmm. like 13, I got cologne for my birthday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, what's your skincare regimen? Because you're, oh, yeah, you're always putting things on, taking it off. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Kiehl's. Uh huh. I love Kiehl's. Uh, they have um, it's called Midnight Recovery Oil, which I swear by. They also have a Midnight Recovery Oil makeup. Um, oh. Cleanser mm-hmm. remover, which is the same thing. It's just a bit thicker. So, um, I use a Prosade remover for my eyebrows because I. There, oh, there's a lot going on here <laughs> so i have to like pr- glue those down really hard i can't yeah. do glue stick um and then i and then i just douse my face in the midnight recovery oil i use a neutrogena makeup wipe um and then i wash my face with a keels face wash and put more oil on it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and i do botox uh-huh. and a little filler mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I, my skin's um, pretty good i can't complain about it is there any procedure that you think maybe you know one day i think i'm gonna get this thing done um because we see that a lot like a facelift i don't know some people you know end up doing their lips one day no i'll never do my i have big lips naturally people always ask if i've had my lips done and i haven't they get bigger when i'm really hydrated and then everyone's like did you get your lips done?" i'm like no (laughs) and now with this not drinking thing yeah you're gonna be wildly hydrated (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna cut you now um right Um, I don't know yeah. uh, if there's any like wild, crazy procedure I would have done. I've never had a surgery. I've never really. Well, I had the first time I've ever been like put under was when I had my wisdom teeth out. Oh, right. So right. I that was and I was terrified because I used to watch Nip Tuck all the time. And there was <laughs> yeah. that episode where they put them under. Yeah. But they could still feel everything. 
I was like, oh, fuck. It's funny how those things stick in your head from a show. Yeah, or, like, yeah. You, like years ago. So, no, um, there's no plans to have anything major done. I'm sure if I need to have something major done, I will <laughs> well, and, get it done. I'm certainly not saying that you do. It's just sometimes people have like this this one thing that they're like, well, you know what, someday. I'm gonna... I would like to, I actually am. Um, seeing as I'm over, I'm an overshare anyway. I'm getting my hairline done. I'm getting... Oh, Vanity um, did that yeah, recently, yeah. Yeah, um, so I'm getting that done because I have, it's quite receding. I have those like... Um, Boy receding lines. Oh, the widow's peak thing. Yeah, it's just like that. Oh, thing. I see what you mean. Yeah, the, the side, not the widow's peak, but the side. Gotcha. And I just—that's the one thing I've always been really self-conscious about. I have a very big forehead, and then I have these, and it just keeps going. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to like bring my forehead down a little bit. So gotcha. I'm getting—I'm getting that done, and I've—I've I've wanted that done for a decade. I have this patch here, which my hair is a little over long uh-huh. right now. Um, and sadly, my regular stylist was away in the Himalayas. When I saw that on the website, I was like, are you kidding? And then when I got back, I didn't make the appointment in time. And mm. so now I won't be able to get a cut before going to London. But thankfully, Jody Harsh is hooking me up with her Perfect. person. Which, I want to meet her. I've never met her. Oh, well, we'll all be there. So we should let's up. do it. Yeah, let's all do it. That'll be great. I would love to meet her. Have you ever been to Jody's Night Dollar Baby or her party? Or, no, is what it night a party is that? Club? I think it's Friday night. Perfect. Okay, well, that's great. that's what we'll be doing Friday night then. Fabulous. Yeah. And if you'd like to see Jake Shears, I think I have an extra ticket. Oh, oh I'd like to see Jake Shears. Fantastic. Well, it's a done deal then. Alone in my hotel room. <laughs> you know what? Who knows what the night may hold, right? right? <laughs> uh, and I also wanted to mention how much I enjoyed your pillow fort during Untucked. Oh, thank you. I was so drunk (laughs) (laughs) you really uh did not hold back on the cocktail sometimes people fidget with their drink you were just sitting there i I just had two i feel like i just i it was one of those days like i had i didn't have any i didn't drink any more than i normally drink yeah which is a weird thing i think it was just one of those days i was like euphoric because like they really liked my runway and i was super comfortable i wasn't tucked i didn't have hip pads on life was good yeah yeah, I just hadn't had a lot to eat that day for some reason. And well, I the got, fabulous catering backstage. Well, they, they, they took, they, the food was good. Like, there was a full craft service table. Like, oh, okay. Lots of snacks. Yeah. I snacked the whole time. Oh, my oh, God. Good, I, okay. ate, I ate better on that show than I ate, <laughs> I've ever eaten in my, like, real life. Like, I ate three yeah. square meals a day plus snacks okay. all the time. Yeah. What were your regular snacks backstage? Um, They had those yummy little uh, seaweed thingies. Oh, okay. You know, the, like, the like the crackers the type things or it's like the little like they're like the little squares of the seaweed paper but it's oh, like yeah. roasted I, I know what you're talking about roasted yeah. and salted they yeah. had those they always had like gummies like fruit mm-hmm. gummies mm-hmm. um insurers i didn't oh, realize yeah. I, <laughs> I would drink like five insurers a day <laughs> and no one told me it was a meal replacement oh that's great so i'd be eating three meals plus yeah, five, plus insurers. five insurers. <laughs> and it's so weird i ate like like i said i ate like I never eat breakfast. I ate breakfast every day. I had lunch. I had dinner and snacks. And I came back around the show, and I was so skinny. Well, you know, stress, the stress weight is. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Like I, pe- my friend was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I'm great." What was your stress level like during the show? High. But, yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't. I'm. A, I'm a planner and a preparer. Right. So I was fine with everything I could control, but like not <laughs> going going in every day and not knowing what was about to happen. Yeah. Was not fun for me takes me a while to like think things through and mull things and you just didn't have time to do anything you just had to do it and right hopefully you were funny <laughs> and um <laughs> it was hard it was very stressful yeah was it easy getting to sleep each night ambien yeah. Oh, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah i was i yeah. had my ambien so it was yeah i would knock myself out because or else i wouldn't have been able to did you have any favorite queens from all the many seasons before oh my god so many i mean roxy andrews i always say is the best drag queen in the world mm-hmm um, love Roxy Andrews, love Sasha Velour. Bianca's incredible. Um, someone I always love just because I love her personality. I think she's so great is Jujubee. Oh, sure. Love Jujubee. Yeah. 
Tammy Brown. Oh yeah, fucking Tammy, Tammy Brown, man. Yeah, she's yeah, she's amazing. She's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was right across from me in New York DragCon. She was very sweet. Yeah, there's so many. Did you start watching the show when the first season happened? Yeah, I yeah, I did watch the whole season. And how long after that were you thinking I'd like to be on the show? I think I only started like really like wanting to get on the show when I started doing drag full time. Sure, I wasn't really thinking. I was enjoying the show, but I wasn't thinking about it as a career. Right, right. And this is that would be when you were doing the ballet. Yeah, yeah. like when I started like really doing it as a career, I was like, okay, well, I want to do this, but I want to like do it well, and I want to yeah. take it to the next level. Right, all I can do with it, and I want, and uh, like my whole life, my whole adult life, everything has just been like, you don't get paid well being a dancer. Right, and then being a drag queen like you don't really get paid well sure. like i was lucky enough i made a lot in tips but mm-hmm. like your base rate is never great right, right so like my whole adult life i've just never been paid a lot for yeah, what i do right and as an artist that sucks and i think most artists go through that sure so it's really nice to be able to get to a level where you're just you're making money finally for yeah. what you love to do yeah, <laughs> after so many years of like being in the trenches <laughs> yeah and also having you know just a little creature comfort say on a plane or the hotel and everything's taken care of and you're not in reduced circumstances right yes yeah, so you just know like you have a car you have a plane you have a hotel room water in your dressing room <laughs> right right the cell phone bill paid right yeah. things are just it's nice it's it's a nice like security that you're like you know you're like making actual money do you find that that affects positively how you think about your next outfit or your next creation a little bit i have to like be careful because i've always been quite frugal like i'm i'm quite good with my money yeah so like i have to like kind of watch myself like not to spend too much okay. because i have more like it's nice making more money, but now I also spend a lot more money just because you have to. Yeah, it's true. You kind of have to to keep it up and like keep a certain level going. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to just keep getting better and better and better, and that costs money. And then there's merch. You sure. have to buy all the merch and like all this stuff. Like there's all these other costs that come with it. You have an agent; they take a cut. Yeah. You hire a publicist; they're getting paid every week, like or every month. Like it's just it keeps kind of adding up. And you said earlier you have a great team. Now is that your management team? I do have team? a great team. Yeah. What company is that? I'm with Kings Queens Entertainment. Okay, um, yeah. Um, and Jason is booked oh, here in LA. And I had him bring on my best friend, Steve, who is also an agent now mm-hmm. and works a lot with me. And he's just been... The one you've been ignoring on the phone. I've been ignoring him, yeah. <laughs> he's just incredible. It's nice you can work with your best friend. Yeah, it's all about trust. Like, it was a really hard... I think the hardest thing from Drag Race was, like, figuring out what I wanted to do. Uh-huh management-wise and stuff like yeah. that after. Because, like, you get off the show and then you're inundated with, like, come work for me. I'll sure. give you the moon and stars. And, like, yeah. like kind of knowing who to trust and, like, what's just going to be a right fit for you yeah. was really hard. And I'm really happy where I ended up because I, I, I'm just so involved mm-hmm. and present in my own business. Right. I know what's going on all the time. I can ask questions. Like, mm-hmm. I'm with people I just feel comfortable with. Good, yeah. And I know who have my best interests at heart. Sometimes people can get to these terrible situations where... Yeah, the these man, contracts, yeah. you're stuck for two years and... Yeah, and they act like you're working for them. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing I always... It's confusing to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I know. You work for me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the one in charge here. It is strange when people... Uh, you see people almost referring to the manager as their boss. Yeah. yeah. Like, they say, I'm like, they don't say anything. Yeah. You say. <laughs> like, you they, say. They're supposed to play bad cop for you. You're, you're the reason they have a job not the other way around <laughs> right steve's been amazing like he he's my agent slash personal assistant like mm-hmm. he did everything for both of the, my drag cons like he orders all my merch he ships all my merch so traveling it's you and steve i sometimes travel with steve i have a couple other people i work with as mm-hmm. well um a lot of times i don't travel with an assistant because i don't need one yeah i've been doing this a long time i yeah. know how to do it by myself it's mostly just like 
if we're selling merch or sure stuff like that but mm-hmm. like again it's such a headache bringing merch right and so headache bringing someone else a lot of the time too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i bring true. like if i'm going like overseas like i'm bringing my drag mother to london oh that's great um so if i go on like a cool like overseas trip but yeah. i'm going to omaha i'm just gonna go by myself do you have any plans for like a full-on one-woman show I'm doing one in the UK in December. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, fantastic. With Club Kids. I'm really excited about it. I'm also petrified because <laughs> I've never done one. It's a, one one woman shows are like a mental block for me. Really? I just don't get it. Like mm-hmm. I get it, but I don't understand how I'm going to do it. <laughs> how I'm going to make it work. I'm sure I will. I'm I know sure I will. will. Yeah, of course you will. I mean, you were principal ballerina, right? In yeah. The company, and but I've always been told what to do, and what I wasn't told what to do, like I was just doing like a couple bar numbers. Oh, okay. so now this is like a full like one woman show that's just me and i've never done that before gotcha. and everyone yeah. i've talked to like yeah it's absolutely terrifying but once you start doing it, you're like oh i can do this yeah right And it'll become like you were saying before like yeah. this is what i do i'm just gonna go do it yeah and i'm gonna t- i have a couple weeks off in october when i'm getting my hair done so mm-hmm. i'm gonna take that time to sit down and bash it out, write it right. out. that's great yeah mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing the next phase of that i know i think it's gonna be called brooklyn hates christmas and a lot of other things. You know, my friend Rod Thomas uh, from Bright Light, Bright Light, mm-hmm. uh, who was a guest co-host recently on the show with Eureka, I had a question for you about your name. He was curious about how you arrived at the name Brooklyn Heights. I missed the chip in my mouth. <laughs> That's all right. That's why a black leather couch is the perfect thing, because whatever the mess, you just wipe it off. Exactly. It's good for, you know, eating the other shit. things. Yeah, exactly. How did I get the name Brooklyn Heights? Um, so my drag mother's name is Fahrenheit. Oh, right. And yeah. I have a drag sister, Heavenly Heights. Yeah. So when she adopted me... Um, she just named me. She's like, your name's Brooklyn Heights. And I was like, okay. Because I was curious if it had anything to do, which I now know it doesn't, with your time in New York. Where did you live in New York? Um, Chelsea on the Upper East Side or Upper West Side. I only went to Brooklyn Heights for the first time like last year. That's appropriate, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> do you li- And you like going back to New York? I love New York. Yeah. I think I would only ever live in New York again if I was extremely wealthy. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Right? But New York's, I think New York's a great place to go and visit. Yeah, I recently had a number of two really nice stays in New York. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I was there by myself, and I was able to just see a bunch of friends, do whatever I want, whenever I want, and it was great. Yeah, New York's wonderful. Um, I am a firm believer you should go places that you love, mm-hmm. um, not live there, because then you'll always love them. Oh, right. You yeah. should live somewhere you like, but don't ever live somewhere you love, because then eventually you're going to be like, fuck this city. <laughs> what are your feelings on L.A.? I like L.A. Yeah. See, I like LA. I'm not like, I love LA, <laughs> but I like LA. Yeah. So I think, I think I'll probably move out here eventually. I just got to get my, sh- I'm really busy right now. I don't have sure. time to move, yeah. but I, I would like to. Any particular area that you like? I don't know it well enough. I mm-hmm. just kind of know West Hollywood and like Koreatown and downtown. Yeah. People are telling me the Valley is good. Valley is really nice. Yeah. And Silver Lake seems Yeah. Silver Lake's cool. I yeah. like lesbians, so. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. I'm like the lesbian whisperer. <laughs> A bunch of friends of mine who used to live in West Hollywood just bought houses in the Valley. Nice. Yeah, it's a lovely area. I, I personally love this area because it's so walkable and mm-hmm. it's rent controlled and all oh, that. Oh, is it? Oh, this, great. This place is, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been here about four years. Are and, there any uh, bill- Are there any apartments up? Uh, yeah, there is actually. Oh, yeah, well, there's like one or two. Guys, I'm moving to West Hollywood. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. And you just drop in on the podcast anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like to talk about? I don't know. We covered anal sex. We covered. That's right. We did. We did. We covered the kit the that you need for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm. I don't. I can't think of anything. 
We covered my drunken couch fort, which I don't remember doing, by the way. <laughs> now, did you watch the show when it was being aired? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch it at like uh, viewing parties or yeah. did you just watch it? I okay. got paid to watch it, which was oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forget <laughs> that that happens. You know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah I, um, yeah. I got to sit there and watch it. I was in Toronto for the first episode and then the final episode before the finale. Oh, that's cool. It was really neat. Yeah. And were you touring in between? And- yeah. I, was, um, I, didn't, I wasn't booked every single week, but I did Roscoe's. I did Nashville. Uh, Vancouver, I think I did a couple. Victoria, it was cool. Where else do you like to go in Nashville besides play? Like I'm just at home with my cats whenever I'm there. Gotcha. And what are the names of your cats? Henry and Apollo. Oh, that's sweet. How old are they? Good question. Um, <laughs> one of them is a Craigslist cat, so we don't know. Oh, okay. And then the other. So you one, answered the cats ad and yeah, everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mancoon looking for. <laughs> um, and then the other one, I, th- I think they're both around like the three to four age, uh-huh. three, four, five. Yeah, they're so sweet. And one of them's a Maine Coon? One of them's a Maine Coon, and one of them's a Russian Blue. Lovely combo. Yeah, yeah they're I used wonderful. To, I used to have uh, two cats with my ex. They were kind of Maine Coon, but they were mixed. I think Henry is a little bit tabby. I don't think he's full Maine Coon, but he's okay. very large. Okay, yeah. That's the thing. They get really big, mm-hmm. and it's kind of surprising at first. He's like a little dog. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't act like a cat. He doesn't even sound like a cat. He doesn't meow. He goes, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Does he ever bat you in the face when he wants something? The male cat, he tried to sing for a while when he wanted me to wake up to give him food. He would start batting me in the face. No, they've never done that. that. Yeah. They've never done that. But yeah, Henry loves a good like love bite. Like if I petting him too hard, he'll just like start like gnawing on my finger. (laughs) But like in a nice sweet way. With all the touring that you've done with the folks from season 11, were there any personality clashes that were exacerbated by further touring or did you have any kind of stuff like that with anyone because it didn't appear that way on the show no i didn't really have any big issues with anybody you could cultivate one if you wanted i could i mean i just also didn't care that much (laughs) yeah it didn't seem like any of the fighting on untucked was involving you at all no because i was just that's not why i was there yeah i was there to do a job and i was kind of focused on what i was doing and no one really came for me right so i didn't come for anybody i was kind of quiet my whole everyone was like oh you don't have a personality (laughs) how did you feel about that it was fine yeah i read them all in snatch or in um the reading challenge (laughs) right so i'm like i have a i'm just like my per this is even rue was like i think the farm to runway challenge or something about my personality when we were going through the workroom i was like this is just it yeah guys like i don't know what to tell you like am i supposed to be juggling right now and like (laughs) Like, hey, look at me. Yeah. I'm just, I've never been that person that walks into the room and is like, hey, everyone. Sure. And then, of course, you know, in contrast to Silky. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it seems like there's a lack of personality, but it's just, that's a very large personality. Yeah. She's like a big personality and that's just who she is. And this is who I am. And like once, why, once I warm up and once the season got going, like it just takes me a minute. I'm not like, I'm just not comfortable like being that I'm not loud and obnoxious. Right. Not that she is. She's, well, she's loud, but like. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just not like. I just don't burst into a room and like have to be the center of attention. People notice me anyway. Like I'm a large person. So they literally (laughs) literally notice me like I'm hard to miss. So like on top of that, like it just takes me a minute to warm up and I'm I'm an observer. Like I, like I watch people and I listen and I, take notes mental notes mm-hmm. it's all about mental notes oh mental notes mm-hmm. those are key yeah there was a lot of cutaways to you observing oh, on untucked i observe yeah. what do you like to do to relax when you're touring um sleep <laughs> yeah well that's I mean, the most I, reasonable one yeah i sleep um words with friends or anything like that yeah i talk i'll talk to my friends on the yeah. phone um how easy is it to keep in touch with people when you're traveling it's fine i'm not a keep in touch or everyday type of friend yeah. like i I have a great, great group of friends. Sometimes I I won't talk to a friend for a year or six months and then we'll 
meet up and have coffee and have dinner and it'll be great yeah and like those that's a sign of a true friend i think when you yeah. can just not you don't have to talk every day no that's true so i don't i talked i have like several friends from ballet school who i'm still really close with and we we have a group chat so we chat sometimes every day sometimes once a week sometimes once every two weeks yeah the only person in my life i talk to every day is steve <laughs> okay yeah now do you find that you have uh, more friends in different pockets of uh, the social realm rather than a one friend group yeah like i yeah. have like a really good friend in south africa sure and then i have my ballet friends and then i have steve and i have a couple like close drag friends yeah and then i have my drag queen sisters and toronto and then i have friends from when i was a baby at church uh-huh i'm still friends with people from like kind of every portion of my life oh that's great yeah every like place i've lived i've had a, I have a couple of like good friends i'm looking forward to seeing you again in london yes it's been wonderful having you on the show thank you i'm so glad we got to do this finally same here i'm really happy we did as well Yeah, this was fun yeah and i guess if you ever want to come back for a movie club i would love to yeah that'd be fabulous so we'll talk more about titles and all that and i'll send you the drop dead gorgeous one yes yeah fabulous all right well thanks brooke thank you bye 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 (laughs) (laughs) for more head on over to patreon.com slash craig and friends sign up and slide on in to the thunderbuns of hot dog club